For them to think that they could be in the same ring with me is, wow, you know that. Unbelievable. Is, don't put words in my mouth, man. I can handle myself out here, yeah, but I won't. No, that no, shoot? no, no. That's a shoot, brother. That is 1,000%, yeah, because the time has come. I got some other stuff on, on, the, on the menu, too, but about that one. Uh, left off. Yeah. Nah, man. I, yo, Impact. Yo, this, yo, M, yo, I don't know. This this shit looking crazy right now. Our B-roll's been shorter and shorter. Say that again. I said our B-roll's shorter and shorter. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the post. Yeah, we probably gotta give him some juice. Thank Yo, you. we so her one of best song. So she's half of a, of an egot right, right? So she's got she's got the the Grammy, she got the Oscar. So now she need a, a Tony and an Emmy. She on go. All she need is the ET, and then she be able to phone. And she be able to phone home. Once you get that, once you get that. Once you get that EGOT, bro, I don't know. It's a funny scene in Sherman Showcase. I know that was a need to know from last week. I think it was on, like, the second or third episode. But Quincy Jones and John Legend, they at some at, some, at a certain point, it's funny the way they work it into the story. They got, like, these robes that got these shields on them that say EGOT. And they in this gold. It's, like, it's, it's, it's funny, man. He got one. John Legend? Yeah, he got that joint. Huh. So this, so the same way we talking about her, she probably gonna get hers with the blink of a. He he, it, it was a little while, but yeah, he 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 got that. She got he got that shit out of the way. They're calling her. Hmm. They're calling her an industry plant. I wouldn't say that. That that term is being used a little bit too too loosely these days, and I blame some. I blame my friends, and I blame DJ Academic. But we can get into that later. But I don't think she's an industry plant. She's a child star. You know what I mean? She was on Disney. You know what I mean? Like, connections, networking. You know what I mean? Like, if anybody else had them connections, they'd take them. You know, I, that's just how the industry works. You know, like, industry plant is like, I, you know, that's a, you know. Like, uh, are we, is Jack, Har- is, does Jack Harlow count as an industry plant? Jack Harlow might count as an industry plant, and I'll tell you why. Um, now, you know, he signed with drama and, um, and I think that when you think about it, and I didn't say this, right, or that, like, but it was a certain thing going on in that house when we think about canon, drama, and the whole thing, and somebody needed to be brought in, you know what I mean? We all know that the, the Uzi situation was kind of getting iffy, and somebody needed to be brought in. I don't know, and, you know, I'm, I may be speaking out of turn here, I don't know exactly when, you know what I mean? Jack Harlow first, you know, touch base with drama in them over there, but it, it, you know. It has in, in, in wrestling, they talk about the fashion. Hmm? It had to be after Uzi left. Yeah. Yeah. But in wrestling a lot, we talk about the fast track, right? Like, who's getting fast track to a title, who getting, you know. And you know it it, it works it works its way and it works its own way in different in the different industries in 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 their unique way. Okay, I'll play you on. 
People are saying the baby was an industry plan. This is the baby. No. People be saying this shit about some everybody, bro, but you know, subjectivity. Bad babies. Yeah, that might that might that might be it. You know, that definitely might be the the the, the bullseye right there. Right. Definitely a plan. All right, I have my drink. And I am ready to start. Are you ready to start, sir? Yes, sir. All right, let's do this. Oh, come off, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to edit that out. Gotcha. Okay, now it's on the point on the phone. Is it on? Hey, can you hear me, cuz? Y'all can hear me, yeah. All right, here we go.
Now I was at a performance uh, of mine, actually. And uh, I was outside chilling with some people. And I just looked on the internet and it said, rest in peace, Shock G. And I was like, huh? Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Like, that... That hurt, man. That hurt. If y'all don't know Shock G, man, then, like, y'all really don't know your history, you know, of Oakland hip-hop. So, I won't say before there was the E-40 and everything like that, but, like, right along with the two shorts and the E-40s and the Sugar Freeze and, you know, the Mag Dre's and all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, they might be a little, they might have sounded a little goofy, but hey, like, it's the same thing about the park. But Digital Underground made that made you feel good. That made you smile, that made you laugh, that made you happy. And, uh, and, um, it, that hurt, bro. That really hurt. So I just wanted to say, you know, peace and love to, you know, to Shaq G, to his family. There was a dope quote, um, a dope video where he was just talking about, he was like, yo, like, I don't want to live forever. I don't. He was like, he, he was like, just, he was like, so just know that if I'm gone, I'm cool with it. I still don't know. Um, They, they didn't release the cause of death. But um, yo man, just I just want to respect Shock and just you know, peace and love to him and his family. Money B, like damn, like Money B is really like the last one. Like, is he like the last one left? Pretty much of the frontman of Digital Underground. I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I gotta double check. Yeah, you know. So yeah, man, and like. I know that's got to really, really be hard for Money B, because, like, Money B, like, he went through the, the pot thing, and now shot. No, it's just, man. Uh, Lorenzo, like, do you have any favorite digital underground songs? Is it, like, tell us about your experience with the underground. Come around. So, it's, it's real funny, man. I think, like, most 90s kids my age, you know what I mean? That first, the very first, your, your, your first interaction with the underground shock g was either the humpty dance right or either what we just played and it's funny when you mention you know the 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 weirdness right and i and i want to talk about something real quick about this this thing of ours called hip-hop right without groups like digital underground without men like shock g without groups like the far side without groups like main source without groups like de la soul um you know, we we really we 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 we, we, we can get hmm? salute salute to you for mentioning main source. Main source that, that was my that was the year I was born. You know what I mean? Like the Adams album came out. That's ninety two. You talk about uh Black Moon, like these groups, man, like and just different people. Doom, Jeruda Damager. Um, you know what I mean? It's 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 a certain avenue that that was necessary for our thing to continue in the way it did. And we see this with a lot of different, a lot of different artists today when they dropped. I mean, you think about like, you know, some more just like West coast vibe stuff, like the odd future stuff like that, 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 that really made me think of like the far side and digital underground and those things. You know what I mean? 
Um, but man, like you know, it's 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 do what you like. Oh my god, uh, man! Look, it's like I had to ask my dad, like, who the fuck is this dude with this nose, and like, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? And I you know, he got busy in the Burger King bathroom. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> yeah, dog. It's like, and just all, and just. The, it, 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 it's like it's like it, it was like funkadelic you know what i mean it was that like like that's what they were trying to give us it was like they were trying to give us parliament they were trying to give us that and i think somebody like shock g like being influenced by jazz being influenced by funk you know what i mean like he was he was a scientist man he was a he was a glad scientist he loved this music thing Yo, you know yeah, I, and he I, loved I, he loved our artists he loved his contemporary <laughs> He loved our he loved music, man. There's a couple of posts that I saw where I didn't even know. Um, Ice Cube had talked about that uh, Shock had influenced him to use a lot, you know, for America's most. Yeah, uh, like, right. I think Destiny, one of those out where like jacket for beats. Yeah. In terms of like like he had asked Sir Jinx, he was I think he heard do what you like, and he was like, yo, who the fuck is that? And Jinx was like, yo, dudes, like, from Oakland. He's like, yo, they hot. Yes, sir. Um, who else is talking? I think, uh, I forgot what they said. But, uh, there's this, I, I started watching a lot of Shot G's interviews, man. And, like, there was this interview where he was breaking down, like, how Humpty sounded and how Shot G sounded, how exactly. Tupac sounded, how Biggie sounded. And he used it, like, with jazz, with you know, with jazz, like exactly, and all these, I'm like, yo, what? Like, I would have loved to hear him on Drink Champs. Yeah, yeah, that. Oh my god, that. Oh my god, that would be a fun. Oh man, that would have been phenomenal interview. Oh boy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, so man, another another hip hop great, you know, gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so just our thoughts to the families, man. Yeah. Um, DMX's funeral was his his uh his I don't like saying funerals, but his homegoing services were yesterday and the day before yesterday. Um, one was for the fans, and you know, one was for the family. Mm. Uh, very well done, very put together. You know, Swiss did a step. Kanye did his thing. Uh, Kanye produced the uh, the fans. What you call? It? He you know he did the stage production and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. The Balenciaga shirt. I know he was getting a lot of flag for that, but that sold over one million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, his Balenciaga DMX shirts, um, which goes to DMX's family. Yeah, his kids. Uh. uh Man, they drove his casket on a Like, it was fitting for him. It was just fitting. Um, man, and Swiss, Swiss talking to some people, man. Yes. And one of the things he was saying, he was like, people who showed up for him here today, I wish they would have showed up for him, you know, earlier. Right. You know. Thanks. 
we forget that, man. We forget, we forget, you know, we a lot of people, you know, they're there for you know, when you're gone. Not a lot of people are there for you when you know when you're still here. And when he said that, that definitely you know, you just gotta tell the loved ones and friends that you know, yo, I love you. Yeah, you know, that that shit is important. Um, but yo, man, Kira, his ex you know, so much grace. She that was so much grace. Welcoming his fiance, you know, to the family in front of everybody. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if this is that has already been done through closed doors, but mm. man, supporting her, being there for her, you know, mm. man, you know, strong, strong black women, you know. So I tip my hat off to them. Uh, shouts out to X. You know, we miss you. We love you. Um, you know, peaceful transition, and I, I don't know. It's it still bugs me out that he's gone. That they, you know, it it still bugs me out, man. And I don't think we'll ever, and we're not supposed to. When I say this, but I don't think we'll ever see anybody or be touched. In a way that did Max touches. It's like what Irv Gotti said, man. He was in our hearts. Mm -hmm. We heard like stuff like the prayer and everything like he wasn't praying for him. He was praying for us. He was in your heart, man. He didn't he may not even know you, but he was there, like he was there, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Peace and love to you know. To, yeah, man. Peace and love to to Shock G, and uh, we gonna kick off the show, man. Let's uh let's talk about the Oscars, please. And the only thing I want to say, uh, you know, uh, Soul won an Oscar, so shout out to David Fox who won his second Oscar. Um, Joey Badass got an Oscar. For uh, the best short film, and I want to talk before we talk about um, before I get to that, I'm gonna list some more people who won. Uh, her won for best song. Um, who else? Oh, Chadwick Boseman. Everybody thought Chadwick Boseman was gonna win, but uh, Anthony Hopkins won. And everybody was making a big deal because, like, they just signed up. They're like, all right, good night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'm confused. It was like a moonlight, you know, like the moonlight La La Land shit mm -hmm. that happened. It was just like, uh, was this supposed to happen? Yeah. But uh, Anthony Hopkins, he didn't get a speech because he was in Wales. And by the time he won, it was 4 a.m. in Wales. Mm -hmm. but he did wake up in the morning you know I can't imagine like he put it on it was on Instagram but I can't imagine Anthony Hopkins sir Anthony Hopkins excuse me having it like yo 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 let me put my uh my speech on Instagram <laughs> 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 on Instagram right 
but he did shout out chat with Bozeman and everything. Um, but yeah, man, those are the, uh, those are the winners. Uh, notice I just you know shouted out the, the black winners. Um, our our neighbors to the west. Uh, I forgot. I don't want to butcher the lady's name. I forgot her name. But the first you know Asian born, also a woman from No Man Land, when the um. Best director for uh for the movie that you was talking about last episode. Yeah, Nomad Land. Nomad Land. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Chloe Zhao, I believe. Is okay. yeah, oh, I believe right. how you pronounce it. Yeah. So uh, she won. It's crazy. Out of ninety three Oscars, only two women have won Best Director. And yeah. one of them, you know, is a, a woman of color. Mm. You know, um, we still have a long way to go. Yeah. Long way to go. Uh, but shout out to the winners, man. Um, did you see, did you have anything of note to say about the Oscars? Did you even care? What's up? Well, we know we, 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 we want to talk about the obvious, right? Or the, I guess the highlight. Okay. Um, I want to get on, uh, Chadwick. So before I, you know, I, so I did watch a, a good portion of the program. I did get to see Daniel's speech. I mean, I'm gonna get into some of that stuff and how you know the film. Oh yeah. Gosh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Shout out to Daniel Kalua. You know, Nigeria, stand up. You know, you man, Nigeria, Nigeria killing him, man. Apollo got the international, got an intercontinental. Kumaru. <laughs> Kumaru <laughs> did that that knockout. On Saturday, yeah. Uh, Franklin, <laughs> Franklin did his thing this season. Man, damn, yeah, Damson, bro. This, yeah, he, he, this Walter White territory, bro. When he put that cane on that chair, I said, "Oh my God, that that was like the black cat. That was like, like I don't know, the, the props. You know how Walter put the black hat on, and when he put the cane down." It, I don't. I'm. I, ooh, I'm like this. This is this is some crazy cinematography right here for the Like how long? How long? And who knew? Who didn't know? Like, did he fool? Like, did this nigga fool his whole family? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something about Franklin today that like I'm dying. He was like, "Yo, bugs me out to see Franklin say." Talking like uh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's funny. That's you know, uh, of course, you know, uh, Drake did the, you know, he did his picture with, uh, he was there, I think he was there with uh, Daniel too. Yeah. He was, he was there with Daniel. Um, and uh, Damson at dinner, I think, the, I think the night before the Oscars or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, that was seeing him win, man. Daniel, man, listen, I I remember seeing young Daniel on Skins on right, you know, and then not even get like yeah, everybody goes to get out, but like my favorite thing with Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya was Widows. Yeah, that was good shit. And I still believe that Mikey Rocks and Chuck English had the best freestyle. 
before getting built of all time. And he was looking at them niggas. He's like, bro, he just <laughs> he didn't be blicked on the cool kid. He killed. He got, right? he got range, bro. He got range. Next movie, he <laughs> literally, cause he shot him from long distance. Yeah, like I'm like, dog. But man, look, I you know what? It's funny when you talk about Chadwick. They wasn't gonna give us two in one night. They wasn't gonna. We wasn't they, gonna get. We wasn't gonna get two. They said we're gonna give y'all the speech, but we ain't gonna give y'all the posthumous. You know what I mean? Like you know that 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 they didn't want to get into that because if Chadwick Boseman wins that award, it's a certain mood among certain people, and it's another mood among a certain other. And I mean everybody. I think for the most part, the industry loved the man. You know what I mean? Um, but they they just wasn't gonna do that. But it's very interesting because in the portion of the program, I thought it was very interesting. The way in they the let that's the way they let it up, like it led up to like we was about to get we was about to get that. But so when I'm the 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 segment when they gave him best supporting actor. Now the first person so for each nominee it was the host basically gave a little spiel about each nominee and their character. I thought it was very interesting. The only person that was named among the characters who were actual real people was Sam Cook. That's the only name that got named. When she talked to Lakeith, she said, you know, you dug into this character. You showed us, you know, what, what, what betrayal was personified. And it was kind of, you know, sugared up. And that was cool. When she talked to Daniel, she said, you know, you really embody this man right we just had man and him and he and pronouns and gender right but then when she talked to leslie odom jr she said you really brought sam cook back to us i just thought that was very interesting right then we get into sasha baron cohen get into sasha baron cohen who portrayed abby hoffman the head of the yippie international party was portrayed in the trial of chicago seven also a fred hampton character appeared in the movie trial of chicago seven as well and I thought they was about to give us the swoop. So Sasha Baron Cohen was the last nominee to get addressed. And he wasn't present either. I believe he was in London. Yeah. And when they were, and he kind of had the longest spiel among all of the nominees. And so when she was addressing Sasha Baron Cohen, it was something about, I don't know. It, it was it was pretty much kind of like the, uh, it was kind of the best like spiel, if I may, among all of the nominees, what she had to say about how he portrayed Abby Hoffman, made a big, made a small joke about, you know, you know, you, you, you know, Sasha, you were a very classically trained actor. You're not really one to ever, uh, you know, uh, go too far on things or like, you know, push the envelope. So playing Abby Hoffman, I'm sure that was a challenge. So just a cute little joke about Sasha Baron Cohen's work and the characters he portrayed. But, I, you know, pl- playing Abby Hoffman for him was perfect. And I believe that the man killed the role. I think it was one of his best roles to date. And I think to kind of give credence to the whole cultural conversation, I thought they're about to give this Oscar to Sasha Baron Cohen last night because Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to portray. Oh, so Fred he, was the, he was supposed to be in, in. He was supposed to be in Judas and the Black Messiah. No, follow what I'm saying. Follow what I'm saying. Sasha Baron Cohen is 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 doing something here with his career, what he's trying to do with it. You know, he's still doing his comedy thing and all of that, but he's he he getting you know he getting there. He's doing the Andy Adam Sandler. Uh, Right. Originally, in the Queen movie, Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to play Freddie Mercury. But instead, they got our guy from Our Robot. Uh, my, my, what's his name? 
Probably Malik. Malik, right. And I think he, you know, but I, I, that was a role that Sasha thought he was born for and would have killed. And it was a lot around like the Queen of State and, you know, Brian May and those people. And, it, 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 you know, the relationship got kind of sour. But that's what I thought that I thought it was going to happen. I thought that Sasha Baron Cohen was about to win the award. He was the last nominee to be addressed. And he was just giving like this magnificent speech about, you know, him portraying Abby Hoffman. So we only got mention of Abby Hoffman and Sam Cooke. And I just thought it was interesting that like, you know, when she addressed Daniel, I mean, not that William O'Neill needs to be named. I just thought it was an interesting point when she addressed Daniel, because it was kind of like the most it's the, it, it's the most buzzworthy movie of the year, um, you know, to, you know, certain people. I'm just, a, you know, the name Fred Hampton. I was, it was interesting. But when Daniel won the award, he definitely gave his thanks to Fred Jr. and uh, Mama Kua and Jerry, uh, formerly known as Deborah Johnson. Um, and it was just, you know, I, you know, class act, man. You know, he said the party party taught him how to love himself. Um, and yeah, you know, what I mean, the, 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 the this was this was definitely a commercial production. But I think that, you know, this movie is uh, is, is, is starting a lot of conversations and just listening to somebody like Fred Jr., which I do very often, definitely kind of try to follow his lead ideologically on this because um, he points out the contradictions. He's been doing this, you know, ever since the the, the press runner, this movie has started. And um, yeah, man, we just getting started with a lot of stuff, with a lot of ideological shifts and debates taking place right now. That's really inevitably warfare um with these ideas and what we think but um yeah it's just a lot going on right now man and uh but for the speech to be given i i it was like okay they they better had gave it to him right yeah um but just on the part about chadwick i was like yeah i, I don't see it and, you know you know my rainy's black bottom was written by august wilson you know another very uh you know a, a writer a uh, black man that came to his senses at a point in time too um just like fred hampton did right he uh you know august just happened to be a playwright but yeah, man, very very interesting night in the in the culture of uh, of this entertainment thing. Did you um, what happened after? I want to talk about this. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, they was interviewing him, mm-hmm. and one of the uh, interviewers like confused him with Odom. Oh, he they confused like, him. Yeah, yeah, talking about like it feel to be you know directed by Regina King and did this you know mean anything to you and everything and i like the way you know he kind of played it off because like any other nigga like had it been naji up there and you're like i know you're talking about it somebody else but you're saying it's me i like oh i would be like oh you mean leslie odom yeah but me but the way he did it he was like oh repeat that question again <laughs> so you can a lot of people thought that the gaff was like funny because like his little SNL stuff from a couple of weeks ago, I think people kind of blew it over. But you know, all's fair uh, love and media. Uh, but I mean, you don't, you don't mistake him for Leslie Odom. Like this is the guy. Like, come on, man, are you trying to be smart? Let's talk about uh, Glenn Close doing the butt. One, one more time. Let's talk about Glenn Close do, uh, doing the butt. Oh, uh, dancing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, not Glenn Close, Meryl Streep, excuse me. Meryl Streep, yeah, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Meryl Streep, I heard, is like one sixteenth Negro. I hear that Meryl Streep is, uh, you know, a uh, li- little bit connected to the community there. I see some resemblance between her and a guy named uh, Nevadius. I believe he's, uh, you know, he's a rapper. 
Uh, yeah. So I don't know if you ever saw those comparisons on, online before about future and uh my sis, but yeah, she, you know, I'm hearing, you know, she, 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 she down. When listen, I started out when they asked about the song the butt or whatever. I, <laughs> a nice Wikipedia answer. I'm like, okay, all right. But then she was like, D, yeah. like DMV. White people don't talk. <laughs> To our, to our white listeners, the DMV is a nickname that we give D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. We call it the DMV. I've never heard a white person say the DMV before. Ever. Ever. Never heard it. But, uh... <laughs> Except for probably, like, Rosenberg. Yeah. <laughs> and do he count? Because he's around... Meryl Streep not around rappers and Ebro and them, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know I mean, like, the, you but think, I think Meryl's watching, you think, think Meryl's watching, you think she's watching, <laughs> she was, <laughs> Meryl Streep watching fucking Dr. Umar on fucking The Breakfast Club. Meryl Streep definitely saw the Dr. Umar interview today. She definitely <laughs> saw it. Meryl Streep, was, Meryl Streep from like North Jersey. She's from the town. So she, she, in, she in tune. She did. Yeah. Williams show and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just think that I'm, I'm, I don't know. Yo, for some reason, this joke just hit me. They said Meryl Streep gonna play somebody one time. Niggas like, yeah, they gonna get Meryl Streep to play, uh, I don't know who the fuck they said. Michael Jackson or somebody. But they was like, yeah, she basically could play anybody. She gonna play King George. Like, it, it was, they, they basically named like a bunch of men. That was like, Dante in the story. Say that again. She gonna play Beyonce. Meryl Streep is gonna play Beyonce. Yo, Kate Blanchett played Bob Dylan, but everybody played Bob Dylan in that movie. It was like eight Bob Dylans. It was Christian Bell. He was one. Yo, that shit was that shit was crazy. Kate Blanchett was the best one because that that was free wheeling. You know what I mean? That was the that was you know. But the Christian Bell, born again Christian Bob Dylan was good too. Is it fucked up that every time I see Joaquin Phoenix, I just think of the uh the documentary where he was trying to rap. And did he slap the shit out of <laughs> Did he slap somebody? Yo, why can't Phoenix is so important to the art of music? Like, you don't even know. Like, he tried to rap, and he basically played, you know, he basically did a Jamie Foxx with Johnny Cash. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he got something going for it, so. I'll, did he win? I think he might have won, but he killed that. That Johnny Cash shit was hard. That shit was hard body. Think about that. Johnny Cash definitely won for Johnny Cash. Huh? He definitely won for Johnny Cash. Yeah, he, he won that shit. And what, Reese Witherspoon won too. That's shit. the point. Did Reese win for June Carter? I got to check. Yeah, I think yeah, Reese she, Yeah, she won every time. <laughs> Reese, Reese Witherspoon is going to be Kelly Rowland. <laughs> <laughs> and Gal, and Gal Gadot is going to be Michelle. Who? Gal Gadot's gonna be Michelle. Gal Gadot gonna be Michelle. Oh boy. Now that now that's a movie. That's the next Charlie's Angels. I don't think they can handle that, bro. This shit media right now, bro. Like, yo, it's it's in the content you can make all the talk. Yeah. Oh my I god. Love, I love it. But, but they said that, they said that whole thing with uh. With Mill Street was staged. Everybody thought it was real. Everybody was 
had everybody had their aluminum foil wrap plates from the cookout ready to give Meryl's. <laughs> ready? Meryl Streep doing the butt. The video is an industry plan. <laughs> the, the video. Is it is an industry plan. Meryl Streep is an industry plan. Not Meryl doing the dance and it being recorded and put on the inter- the, the video the video the tech not the tech is the industry plan. That's the actual. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be one of them episodes today, huh? <laughs> hey man, we here man. Shout out to the Oscars. So um, while the Oscars happened, a lot of other shit. Happened. Niggas was getting knocked the fuck out. <laughs> And they say that boy George got hit so hard he became uh Drake from the Sprite commercial. Bro, his fi- yes. <laughs> he unquenched his thirst. That's one thing about these UFC cats that stars, yo. Close your mouth and ring. Why y'all keep talking to these African bulls, man? Kobe, bro, like cl- bite down on your mouthpiece. These cats in UFC don't wear double. Doubles, you know what I mean? Two, two, you know, top and bottom mouthpieces. Floyd and them niggas doing boxing, but these niggas wearing one row, two, two ounce gloves. Like, they better stop playing with that boy Usman, man. He the real BMF. Hey, he's not one of them. He's not one of them. Don't play bro, with that. He a rock. Like, yo, he is a, he is a wall. Like, that, that's, he like juggernaut, bro. Like, you, and you just, I mean, you, they can't, I think, I think, I think the ball, uh, he came in looking better than he did in some other fights, physique-wise. Because last time when he fought him, he was on six days. You know, he had an excuse. Like, he had no excuse this time. He had no excuse. Right. And he, yeah, I, I was put, I, I was supposed to be dead. He, and I was thinking, when they when they went to the corner, and he I, and said, I he, love Paul. He said punch he ever fought. He, huh? he said that Usman couldn't punch. It was a, he was a light puncher. Bro, he he a tactician. It's like, it's like this. I look at Kamaru's corner. He got Francis and Ganu in there, and it he's standing up. He not he, he don't sit down. He don't he's up the whole time. When they was pouring that water into my man braids, I'm like, bro, I seen a lot of cats with haircuts get the 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 the, the, the beadiest beads of water knocked off of their hair. I said, this boy got all this hair. I said, bro, he's about to make a highlight out of this fool. I was just thinking that shit when he was, you know what I mean? Then the second round starts. Second round starts, you know what I mean? Couple jabs, couple hooks. And I think that he was trying to make a couple highlights himself in the first round. But it's like, he too small for uh, Usman, man. You know what I mean? He tried to jump knee. He tried a couple things. But it was like, he he just locked into that boy. He's like, let me just end this shit now. His mouth is open. He opened. He laughing. He kept laughing at him. Dropped him. Herb stood there. He said, yeah, I'm going to let this shit marinate for a minute. And Herb, still. Was, Herb was just completely useless. And still. Yo, the sh- yo, him running into the shoulder. Like, what? Listen, man. I've been trying to tell niggas for a minute, man. Masvidal, could, but he could rumble. But you know what Masvidal is? Because a lot of niggas that watch UFC, the niggas that pour money to the UFC pump. are from where he's from. Huh? He's UFC's little pump. Yes, he is. But but I, it's guys like this in, in, in white neighborhoods. But you the bull that get in fights to prove you got the best chin. That that 
that's all. He, so it's like the Nate certain 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 Jones was good Jones. Like the Nate Diaz fight, that was you know the BMF shit. That was that was symbolic. That that wasn't shit. But he's been in there with some dogs and took some nasty L's. He took you know what I mean he got some good W's too. But I'm like this boy Masvidal like. He not really it. It's just the star quality and the Scarface shit and all of that. You know what I mean? He, he like rap. He did come out the DMX. You know what I mean? Shout out to that. But I just knew sooner or later he was definitely going to get more than exposed. And this was it. They're not fighting a third time. That's it. This this not this not Connor and my man. So why Kobe want to get in there again? Yeah, Kobe. Yeah, Kobe. Kobe need that again. I think his career needs it. I think the UFC need it. I think he need to relax on certain shit and just like stick to the fucking, you know what I mean? Stick to the octagon instead of all of this political shit. What's the weight for him? What's the weight for uh for Usman? You did this the middleweight division. You know that man been talking. That man over there, Ken Ben. Yeah. That man Connor. Yeah. Want to drop down? Nah. Well, this is the thing. The, 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 this was a this is this this was a welterweight fight. This was a welterweight fight uh, between Masvidal and Usman last week. Excuse me. But Usman, he he can make that. He 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 can, that hitting that hitting middleweight is no problem. He just want he just want he just want that fight. So I think that's what's really going on now. Yeah, you know I mean, but if, it, I, I think like, it depends on what Israel do. If Israel go up to two hundred five, it it, it, it depends on Israel. I think he's gonna see what Israel do. If Connor, I'm no, I'm talking about Connor. Connor's, oh, okay. Connor's Usman. If Connor, you think Connor could get Usman at middleweight? No, Usman could kill that man. At what though? Welch like Connor moving up. Pick your poison. Usman gonna kill that boy. No, he got, he got, he got to do what's in front of him first, bro. He got to do what's in front of him right now. So he's saying Kobe's in front of him? Huh? Kobe's in front of him? Yeah, everybody got to deal with who's in front of him. Connor got to, Connor got, Connor got to deal with this third fight coming up. I you know what I mean? I think Connor's going to win the rubber match. I think he's going to win it, too. I I, I, I think he's going to win, too, but I, you got you, you to gotta fight, fight that fight. Muhammad Ali, he told all of us. He said, before I do anything in Africa with a, 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 a big ugly bear named George, and shout out to George Foreman, one of the goats. But this is his words: before I do anything like a big, before I do anything with a big ugly bear like George Foreman, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show and prove what I could do here where it started. I gotta go back to New York. I gotta fight Jerry Quarry. Let me whip on this white boy, show what shit is about. And Jerry Quarry, he paid homage after that fight. Yeah, he he had to, but it's you know, it's, it's, it's a redemption that Connor is seeking. You know what I mean? He got to deal with what's in front of him. Okay. But you know, but yeah, Kobe and Usman, yeah, that's 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 definitely that's that's a go. You see, they didn't talk to him after the fight. They showed him, but they didn't they didn't put him on the mic. And I'm glad they didn't because his family was there. That boy will get hurt if Kobe was there, man. What's what's that song from uh, Maggie Cheese too? What uh French what French Wally said? Don't go over. <laughs> don't, don't go over. <laughs> Went back to Mac and Cheese too. Let's go. 
<laughs> don't go over there, man. Right. Right. No. But um, but yeah, man, we talked about Jake Paul fighting uh Ben Askren. Uh what you think about that, man? Would you like we got like eighteen thousand concerts before we got the you know the fight? Listen. Ben needed that bread. <laughs> First and foremost. He like, yo, y'all about to pay me. How much they give him? A half? A three? He got, he got paid. Listen, after the fight was over, he looked pretty fine to me. I'm not, sure he, I'm not saying he took the dive. Jake got banged. Jake. I'm not saying he took the dive. He got hit. He, was, he got hit a couple times. You know what I mean? But. Ben definitely needed that bread. And, I mean, we, you know, he, Jake Paul was due for another outing. You know, his folks was going to spend that money on that. You know, commentators have them all come down, get Oscar De La Hoya drunk as shit, get Snoop drunk as shit. And Yo, let's, how let's, much is Trilla pay for all this shit? How much what? How much is Trilla pay for this? Yo, they spending bread, bro. These companies, bro. Hey, Trilla's burning cash right now. Bro, this shit's crazy. They just... Running the money right now. This shit had me go back and watch Silicon Valley. It put me in the mood. I'm like, let me go, let me, let me get back into the minds of these motherfuckers, man. And I, you know, I love Mike Judge, but yeah, this so, shit crazy. Jake Paul got as the words my man Snoop as he knocked him the fuck out. Be my motherfucking money, Jake. He said two million on the set. He started talking. <laughs> On the set, the I'm set. Like, oh shit, Lecedio, home. <laughs> did you see Ocho though? The way he looked, he put fifty on on on. <laughs> nigga looked just like him. Should have bet on a nigga that looked like you. Fuck that Miami shit. Shout out to Miami. That's what happens when you have a two PPA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you had you right, you had to put that on air. That shit was crazy. He was sick. He was sicker than your average. And I mean, he he was the underdog in the fight. It's like, not to say that you don't take him, but it's like he not winning this joint with these numbers. You like you're like the spokesperson for Bleacher Report gambling, whatever. Yeah. You're like you're like their their Stuart Scott. You're like their man. You're their Steven. Exactly. And you bet on Masvidal? That must report money. I'm sorry. And he was the crowd's favorite because he was home. But I refuse, I refuse to believe that Ocho Cinco put 50k of his own money on George. It, he that must be that gotta be Bleacher Bleacher Report money. That's that <laughs> right. Be his straight, out, straight out of them checks. Straight out of them checks. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We love it. We love it, man. I mean, it was a crazy night, man. The whole night was wild. Weedman's leg, fucking. Yo, what, I, what I saw, Weedman's leg. Rose knockout. Hmm? You know what I thought? You know what I thought when I saw Weedman's leg? What? Anderson Silva's leg against Weedman. Exactly. Like as soon as I saw that, but I was like, I've seen this before. I was like, yeah. yo, this weird twisted ass. 
poetry. I know he had to say it to himself. Like, ain't this about a bitch? I think um Nolo had tweeted. He was like, yeah, that was that's a silver. Yeah, I think I think Nolo tweeted that shit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. It was a wild night, bro. It was a wild night. But, wow. Yo, talk about what Jake Paul said in this uh about the UFC. So you know how US um that bull Dana he don't want to pay he don't want to pay uh, John he don't want to pay John that money to go against uh and got was it against Francis right yeah so Dana said it ain't gonna happen and that uh our other boy. Um, I forget his name. Is gonna get the fight against Francis, Derek White. Okay. And they said uh, Dana said that Derek deserves it. He deserves the fight anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, the boy Jake Paul, he uh goes on the Dana White. And he's like, Dana, you claim you would bet one million on me losing. You set up Askren to train with Freddie Roach. You gave him full access to the UFC uh, PI, and he still got his ass handed to him. He's like, you're the real douche, not Ariel. In my third fight, I made more in total pay than any fighter in UFC history. Maybe it's time to pay your fighters their fair share. No wonder they all want to get into boxing. Dana, you say you make the fights fans want to see. So hurry up and make Jones versus Ngannou. Pay them their fair share. $10 million to eat plus the gate on the pay-per-view. Why are UFC fighters so underpaid for the boxing? Why did I make more of my third fight than all but two Connor and Khabib UFC fighters having history? I know why. <laughs> yeah, the spanking. This comes from Jake Paul. <laughs> the man who made a trip no, that's his brother who went to the to the suicide force. But it's it's still it's Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo. First off, this is real. This is he's spitting a hundred percent facts. And two, it's just like, yo, is this really Jake Paul right now? <laughs> hey man. Dana, why are you letting Jake Paul talk to you like, like this? Fight back, nigga. Right. Hey, man. But he's completely right. Jake got paid. Right. And that's the fight we want to see. We want to see Jones versus Ngannou. I want to see Jones against Israel. Yeah. Now, that's, hey, man. That's going to be the one. John in in Israel? Oh, yeah. John in Israel will be the one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. The generations. (laughs) Bro, like, oh, my God. The buy rate on that thing is going to go crazy. Like, everybody's going to buy that. So, this is my thing. Like, who's, who's the real soda? Like, who the real fighter out of Jake and Logan? Is it Jake? Yeah. Who's supposed to fight Floyd? Jake. Okay. Okay. 
Jake really putting hands on these niggas, man. But he don't. But hey, don't go over there when talking about Floyd. Mm-hmm. Don't go over there. Hey man, you know that shit that you know that Finn Balor was talking about against Karrion Cross about how you just lead him to the deep water and just let him see what happens then. That's that mm-hmm. shit Floyd gonna do to that boy. He's going to take him out of his depths and just <laughs> you biss down to just down. So what about the story with, with Cormier confronting Jake Paul at 261? Did you hear anything about this? Um, no, I didn't really. I mean, I think I heard something about it, but I didn't really like pay attention to it. But I know that he <laughs> challenged him. Yeah, man, like, uh, it's just a lot of shit going on. It's just like, dog, the tensions, man. It's all dollar signs, though. So I'm going to end up being dollar signs no matter what happens. But, yeah, so they postponed the Floyd fight apparently, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, man, whenever that happens. I guess he felt that Jake Paul was pointing at him. He said, Jake Paul is pointing at me. He better knock that off. I'll slap the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't play that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Dog. Yeah, man, it, it, was, just a wild, it was a wild night. It was just a wild ass. UFC 261. I'll never forget it. Don't, Jake, don't go over there. <laughs> don't go over there. What, and what, and what, is, what the buy? What is, what is, what are the buys on that going to be like? The buys, because yeah. they did put up like pricing tiers and shit like that at one point, oh, right? They put, they gonna make money. They gonna make bank on that shit. That's gonna be a yeah. It's gonna be disrespectful. Disrespectful number. Yeah, man. All right, bro. Let's talk about some wrestling shit right quick. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Last night at Impact Rebellion, you know, we had uh, so a lot of uh, title changes. Uh, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering won the tag team, the women tag team titles. They beat Fire and Flavor. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, Finn Juice retained against the Good Brothers. I didn't see that shit coming. Uh... Somebody who I'm really excited about seeing be champion right now is champion of the walking weapon. I just know him as walking weapon. I forget his name, but I know his dude with the um, Steiner brother headgear on. (laughs) Right. My man's with the with the Steiner brother headgear (laughs) on. Yeah. Right. Walking weapon. That nigga is ready. Like yo, I'm super excited to see him as X division champion. Yeah, he's slick. He on some shit. Yeah, I fucks with him. I see and, a lot of good things for this. Yeah, man. Yo, man. Impact Impact did it right, man. They've they been doing it right. I, but, yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, and a lot of good things have come out of there, man. Like, Ethan, you know, Ethan Page, bro. Like, he's doing yeah. big things over there in AEW with Scorpio Sky. With they, that little thing, what they got going on is dope right now. I, I'm fucking with that. Right. Um, but yo, 
Kenny Omega beats Rich Swan to become both AEW World Champion and Impact World Heavyweight Champion. Now that those the Impact and the the Impact and the TNA Championship are uh, unified now. Yeah, yeah. So that. So uh, they makes five with uh, the AAA Mega Belt. Like yo, mm-hmm. is uh, what what's going on? What 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 is Impact AEW go- got going on right now, man? Some shit. <clears throat> and I'm gonna tell you what. It's gonna be a company that is gonna be left out of all of this because that's what's happening right now. What's really happening right now is the link up is starting to be created. I thought about some. I thought about if I may. Uh, talk about uh, when Sir Wilkins on Jobber's Tears had said that the match itself, the match itself only really uh, benefits Kenny Omega. And I, I think it was it was it's truth to that. Right. But now that the match is over, I gave some more thought to this. I'll talk to other people about this as well. When we have the inevitability that New Japan and AEW is going to work together, right? Like, I don't know if everybody saw, but Osprey commented. They love a comment, I think, under the Impact page when, you know, they posted Kenny as the winner. Um, he said something like, yeah, yo, you know, you know, he know where to reach me or something like that. Uh, we see that uh, Slammiversary in July, right? We see that certain people might be showing up. Okada, Naito, we look at some of the releases that had, that just now went down in the E. You know what I mean? Joe, Chelsea, Iconics. You know what I mean? It's 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 a lot that's happening to where this other company, you know, the shiny company on the hill, is going to be looking over and they might be seeing some of this. And I mean, granted, you know, it, I think that at the end of the day, like you know, the, the the competition stuff is kind of being downplayed, you know, with moving the nights around and so, and, and I and I like that the Tuesday night thing. I think the fans win, right? As we say in URL, right? The fans won with that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, man, in them board meetings and, you know, I mean, you know, uh, 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 press calls aside, you know what I mean? And, you know, they shout out to numbers. Say that again? They looking at them numbers. Yeah. And they just, and you just, they just going to have to look and they going to have to do what they do. And it's like, man, like. You know, it, you know, this is a this is a point in time in which like like the the companies that exist right now that 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 do this wrestling thing, right? We see that like MLW they about to be on Vice. It's 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 moves that's happening with within the culture, and I don't know. I think that we, we're like people are really trying to show the public what a wrestling company is, and, and and not just one wrestling company, but what can happen collectively, so the fans can win and so the culture can win. And I think that, you know, WWE, they, you know, we have WrestleMania every year. It's certain things that's happening. But I think in the larger grants, in the larger, in this big picture thing that's going on, uh, I, I just see more opportunities for other cats. I see more, I, I just see a lot going on. You know what I mean? You got Moxley showing up at fucking spring break and all of this. And, you know, we, yeah, I mean, it's, it's people who, who you can call right now that be at spring break. You know what I mean? It's people you can hit up right now that performed at that show. So 
it's a lot of bridges being connected and we, I, I, it, I don't know, I, that side is really showing what wrestling can be right now. And I mean, but just to get back to the original, you know, beyond the whole question, I think that, you know, AEW and Impact, man, it's like, I, I think the, like the companies, like, I, I think largely at the end of the day, Impact is going to benefit from this hands down. The rating, the ratings are going to come flying in. But they're on but, Twitch. When they on TV this week? They're on Twitch. Oh, they're on Twitch now. Got it. But they still calculate those figures in a way that turns to money. Okay. I, I, and I'm asking, I believe they do, but it's like, based on the number of viewers I have, I don't, but I think that, man, like, I don't know, like, the Slammiversary shit coming up, I just think it's going to be, like, those incremental things that are happening. I mean, like, the match, I think the show last night worked out well as a show. Um, but the incremental things, Rebellion, the Slammiversary, week to week with this guy showing up on their show with that belt. And I mean, you know, this guy's the Triple A champion too. Like, there's a lot of shit going on, to where people gonna be putting eyes on Impact. Is is what I'm saying. You can only hope, man. I hope this is, you know, this leads because uh, Impact's been doing the right thing, man. They've been quietly mm-hmm. doing their thing, man. They don't bother nobody. They don't be trying to really throw shots or whatever. They just do what they do. Right. <clears throat> you know, um, trying to get that business together. Yeah, you know, Deanna Perrazzo has been a great women's champion over mm-hmm. there. You know, Rich Swan, he was a great cha- he's a, he was a great champion. He was good. Yeah. You know, he ain't finished. No, nah, he ain't finished. Not at all. I um, mean, a couple, definitely few more runs. Several. What well, I've been saying, what I was saying for what a uh, half a year that the uh, the Sue Young story is one of the best storylines ever written. And mm-hmm. <laughs> listen. Like they're making like a Sue Young universe. Yeah, it's going down. She's <laughs> like, like Susan, Sue Young, Susie, like, fam, and like, it shouts out to her, man, because she is like playing these roles and doing her thing, man. Yeah, it's always been excellent. You know, she's been kind of glue holding that division together, man. You know. Yeah. Because you, you listen, Ty was on her way out, you know, so yeah, she wasn't really tripping. Like she was just like dead to like finish out her contract. Like right, like I'm only here so I don't get fined on some shit like that. <laughs> exactly. You know, but Sue Young, like really, you know, Rosemary, you know, Jessica Havoc, you know, Fire and Flavor, and also you know Jordan Grace. You know, and um, Deanna Perrazzo doing the Iron, you know, that Iron Woman, Iron Maiden, Iron Man match, you know, right. killing it, killing it there. Um, yo, Jordan Grace, she she's not done either. They don't give her another run too. Not by a long shot. Like I like I believe I believe like like for the past of like Jordan Grace is the flagship. Uh, of that division, I, I I I think you know as far as like it's like this when Steph got to the uh, Warriors, right? Steph held it down for a while, right? And that's Deanna. Yeah, you know I mean, held it, been holding it down, work like like work ethic crazy. You know what I mean? Like you know, really you know, thumbing through the bullshit, winning titles. You know, when it comes to the wrestling thing, she been you know what I mean she been holding that shit down over there. Yeah, she definitely has. Mm-hmm. Jordan, though. 
Jordan. She, I want to see her like, listen, in like a. We know you strong, big mama pump, thick mama pump. We we know this. We know yeah. this. Right. There's this picture I saw of her where I was like, yo, she could do this. Where she could play like the Charlotte, you know how Charlotte is with the suit, with the power suit and everything. The picture that she did with Gresham, where they were both wearing suits. Yeah. Like, I want to see how Jordan Grace could work as a heel, just like. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to see that. I, I need that. Yeah. Continue. My bad, bro. You just got, I don't know. You just. No, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to see a Jordan Grace heel run, man. Yeah. As the champ. I, I just happened to pop. My bad. But I was like, yeah, that's, that, like, that's, that's the next run. That's the next run. Do like a weird double turn with Deanna or something? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that'll work. That'll do it. That's that's the next run, if you ask me. I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. Yo, you know, she done been around jazz and everything, so it's only right for her to, you know, to flip that switch and just... Yeah. How about that farewell, man? How, how, how... That was a good tag team, too, her and, uh, her and jazz. Yeah. How about that farewell? Yeah, man. I don't know if we touched on that, but that that was it was a moment, man. It got that's, to me. That's that you know, moment. And that, I, man, it's crazy. My my last account, man. Like I, you know, I had the jazz follow. That's that's crazy. But shout out to jazz, man. She really, you yeah, know. Jazz is that woman, man. You know, good luck in your retirement, man. Um, so do we want to talk about this? I I don't know if I want to talk about it. Uh. But I guess this kind of we don't have to talk about it, but we can just kind of pose the question: um, Why do we why do we hate the young bucks, man? Why do we hate the young bucks, and why is there such a weird love affair with the young bucks? White people, I can't say white people. We're not going to say white people. But there are wrestling fans, and the majority of them are white, that really fucking love the Young Bucks. And there's a majority of us that, you know, that are black, that really are just like, I believe just more like they don't care rather than like, nah. But it's just like, there's a there's a bit of us who are just like yo fuck the young bucks man, <laughs> right? Fuck the niggas, fuck Matt, <laughs> fuck fuck Nick, like fuck them niggas yo. <laughs> <laughs> you know they don't tell no stories man. All they do is super kick niggas. Bro, it's a boy. It's like a cl- very close friend of my family. Like he. Bro, he he I, he he's definitely the. I love talking to him because you know the the opinion. You know what I mean? It, he hates them motherfuckers, man. He like imagine like a you know like a forty year old like like black guy like hotep kinda on some shit smart as shit. You know what I mean? Used to live in Atlanta, so you know he in the mix. You know you know you know what it's like out here. Yeah, but. He hate the motherfuckers, man. He a wrestling purist though. He into all you know the old New Japan shit, the Noah. He hates WWE. 
Uh, but yeah, he, oh man, he hates the Young Bucks though. I mean, there's been I like mm-hmm. it's been said that they don't do storytelling, but like yo, Golden Lovers against Young Bucks. Yeah, I I like I like that's my thing. I like all of their Japan stuff. Most of their Ring of Honor stuff, like I like I like you know like when young like when the Young Bucks show up at Wrestle Kingdom, like them like those things, like I appreciate. Like, it's like you know, and then based on who the match was with, it's like on some shit. People might it's fuck the Young Bucks or whatever, but on some shit like like wrestling needs them. Wrestling needs their audience. You want to see people want to see their favorite tag team fuck them up. So that that's the thing about wrestling. It's like we it, that that was and that was the thing with Kobe Bryant. We have because we want people like FTR to mm-hmm. beat. We want to see the Usos beat them. I really do want to see the Usos against Young Bucks. I really want I want that to happen. Now I'm not doing this thing where I'm like you know Kobe and the Young Bucks is anywhere near synonymous. But in this conversation about needing our villains and needing and needing, you know, what I mean, like 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 as a Sixer fan growing up, you know, what I mean, I'm sure from your experience, too, like I, like niggas like, like we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't want this nigga to score 40 points. We didn't want him to score 30 points. But the fact of the matter is that, like, on certain nights, niggas needed like the Sixers needed to lose to them niggas. And I mean, like Kobe needed to beat the Celtics. You know what I mean? By himself. Like, he needed to do certain things. Ended up losing, too. But it's like, people, like, the, the league needed Kobe, man, no matter how much he was hated. But with the Bucks, it's, it's, it's different today because, you know, they're largely wrestling in the company that their executive vice president's in. So they're going to catch some flack for that. Um, And, you know, Cody kind of catches some of the same type of flack. I don't know so much with the storytelling stuff, um, but just I, I think, you know, Cody catches that in general. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think that they're, they're definitely, that's, I, I, have they come back to Twitter? Cause I believe that was part of the reason why they left Twitter too, because the shit was getting so like, I don't know, but I think especially since, you know, all out and all in and all of those things. And then, you know, with the iteration of AEW, I, they, yeah, I, they've been getting it. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yo, man, uh, I don't know. I've been thinking about how to explain the, the young bucks, man. But, they're repetitive. People say their stuff is repetitive in the ring, and that's why I think some people, you know what I mean. But and that probably tells a story that someone has seen before, and they might end up saying, "Oh, they they don't tell stories because they kind of tell the same one every time." I just like, feel the young bucks are like Eminem in a way. Mm. We like, you know, we liked Eminem to a certain point to like what recovery, yeah. relapse. We liked it to this point. Then we're just like, all right, all right, fam. Okay, we get it. You can rap. All right, yeah, like new Eminem, yeah. Yeah. Like oh, new man. Eminem. We just, yeah, okay. <laughs> he be having to play to his bass sometimes. Remember he dropped that song with Rick Rubin. When he like first came back out, I think this is after he got well and everything. And I forget what sample it is. I don't know. I forget what band it is. Um, but Rick, it was like some Rick Rubin shit. And um, I just think that you know shit like singles like that when he first dropped, like that plays to his base. You know, like the white college kids that was listening. They probably not in college no more. You know what I mean? But that crowd and 
But then he get back into that rapping shit and start featuring on shit. And it's like, all right, bro. I could dig it. Yeah. It's like when he did the, the Donald Trump freestyle at the at the you're like, yeah, I don't know if that was necessary either, but I guess the white rapper had to rap about the white president that don't fuck with black people. Just, that's just the trajectory that I've seen, you know, <laughs> the relationship yeah. with the people. Yeah. You know, but it don't take away that, you know, they put on some slappers, man, you know. Yeah. yeah. Whether you... Whether you like the music or not, it's music that that is needed because the music is making money. So you know, exactly. hey, exactly. you can't. <sighs> it's it's making money, man, and that's one thing that Turner likes to do is make some money. Mm-hmm. And with it's funny when we started this show last year, you know, we had an episode. I think it was a uh, pray for Stanford, mm-hmm. where we talked about like. You know, that was like what the Black Thursday, Black Wednesday, whatever, when like everybody got released, like Leo Rush, you know, Drake Maverick, like all these, you know, everybody got released. You're like, what the fuck is going on over there? Yeah. And now, you know, we had a recent release where you were just like, kind of was like those same things, like those kind of same reactions, but like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Like Samoa Joe released. Right. Them 90 days. I, Count your fucking days, man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know where he's gonna end up at, but I know wherever he end up, it's gonna be some shit. Yeah, man. Like I said, I think so. They said Slammiversary is in July. They definitely probably gonna do it in the middle of July, around July 14th or whatever. <laughs> I don't know the exact days, huh? You think Joe going home? I think Joe going home to beat Kitty. Yeah, I thought. Like I said, man, it's gonna be it's a lot of odds that's gonna be on this product because I think so. They they said so the commercial doing rebellion. They said July. They didn't say a date. But what I take from that is by that July 14th, 15th date. I've I like I said I gotta look up the day. The 90 days is gonna be over. Why would they announce we doing Slammiversary in July? And they de- and you and it's like okay and it's based off of t- it's like okay July okay last June oh that ninety days gonna be over that 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 two after them two weeks you know what I mean based off of when they was released yeah. so I I that I, that's that's that if I you know if I'm a betting man that's 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 what I that's what I think okay. I hear you man we'll see what happens we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't I'm know. Home. Tomorrow, home. crazy. Him and Kenny, Kenny Omega. I mean, Kenny definitely can have the. I definitely see Kenny having a belt that long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it will only make sense with him dropping it that early to somebody like Samoa Joe. Mm. But if you really want to get interested, with Joe coming in and winning the AEW championship and just fucking shit up. Right. Hey man, like I say, that 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 big old billionaire company gonna be seeing some creative stuff being done, and they gonna keep on doing their thing. You know what I mean? Like they gonna they gonna keep on. You know what I mean? The E going A. New York I is going to New York. You know I, what I mean? No Tiffany. I played a clip from The Wire where you know, you know, Stringer was talking to D'Angelo, and he was like, "Man, we gonna put some caffeine on that shit." 
<laughs> we just go put it in different in different pill tops, <laughs> in different tops this time, like different capsules. We gonna put this in different capsules this time. But yo, sugar, understand that so. this heroin ain't shit. Of course it ain't shit. Right. But whatever. But they go buy whatever they tell we say it is. I'm buying what's on the market. So we go re-rock this shit. <laughs> again, we go re-rock it again. <laughs> Throw some caffeine on it. Here you go. Some niggas said, I'm, some niggas, ah, this is some shit I heard when I was, some niggas said, we gonna throw some milk on it. Wow. Niggas, niggas bro, I heard some, this some, this some real shit, this some snowfall shit. I ain't, this, we ain't even supposed to be talking about this, but I'm gonna code it. Niggas used to put milk in the cook. That's wild. That's wild. Actually, if you wanna get gully, go to, go to, go to Only Bill for Cuban Links too. Raekwon rap about it. I'm like, oh, so them niggas wasn't lying. And that was on Cuban Link too. That was, yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like, he, I'm like, it, and it was a single he said that shit on. <clears throat> he was about the milk. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Hey man, the chef, the chef. So I, I, I guess you know. The, we need Wu Tang season two. We need Wu Tang season two, man. We need Wu Tang season two. I want to go back and watch the first season for some reason. I'm in the mood for that. Oh, you know, I was thinking about doing a rewatch. I've already did a rewatch. How, what was the last one? To, yeah, I did a rewatch like a couple months ago, like mm-hmm. I, like November. I did a rewatch around there, like November, December. I did a rewatch. Maybe like around October. Yeah, yeah, definitely in October, last October because that's when I started uh Supernatural again. Still haven't finished that. And kind of speaking back to Joey Badass winning that Oscar for the documentary, I, I just needed more of him as Inspector Deck, bro. Like, I need more Joey Badass as Inspector Deck. Like, I just need that. Like, it's like, that was amazing. He's going to be empowered. He's a great Inspector Deck, man. Yeah, and he's going to be empowered, uh, Raising Canaan. Okay. He's going to be the boy you need. I guess it's... What happened? Hold on, what'd you say? My bad. My bad. I, I, it's funny, the person who I literally was just talking about that hates the Young Bucks just called me. <laughs> Same bull who I was just talking about just called my phone. I got hit him back. But, but uh... Yeah, he's playing his character named Unique. I guess he's supposed to, I guess that's supposed to be the Supreme. Because what, what it looked like what it looks like to me is Kanan is actually 50 Cent. It's based on how Raising Kanan the previews look. It, it reminds me of Get Rich or Die Trying. Majestic? <laughs> Majestic. I was about to ask you what the nigga name was. All these fucking synonyms. Majestic. Unique. Like, what the fuck is... What, what's wrong with 50, man? 50 wildin', bro. It's his life story, though, bro. Yo, I want to see BMF, man. That show. I want to see it, too. Yeah, well, yeah, man, I'm I'm ready to see that. Um, so uh, let's back, let's go down to the south in Atlanta. Uh, Young Thug and Gunner, they just dropped Slime Language, two dos dos menos, uh, album menos, whatever. Um, <laughs> but they also did a real cool thing. Um, I'm not gonna say this is promotion, but 
it screams promotion, but I think it's a really cool thing to do. It was a really good thing to do. And if you watch the interview, it it really looked like seeing those families, like it really it made me feel good to see. It. But Gunna and Young Thug uh bailed out thirty people from uh from prison or not prison, but uh from county jail, right? Mm-hmm. Um these are cases that been in there maybe a year two years some due to covid some just due to just being lost slipped in the cracks um so they paid for 30 people to get out uh they talked to like districts district attorneys and stuff like that and um bail bondsmen and stuff and, and how to do how to probably do it but yeah they paid for 30 people and uh that's dope man that's dope is this it's something that you you love to see man uh you know, it's definitely not like a one-off thing from Thug because I've heard Thug is very, very generous. So, so it's gonna. Um, but it's always nice that you know to see rappers, you know, do these kind of kind of things, man. And I, back in the day, you would never hear about stuff like this. But it's it's cool when you hear like you know artists doing cool stuff, you know, for the people, man. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, I mean, you can always do something for your family and your homies. You know what I mean, but when you, when you, when you making things like available to like multiple people in a given county, you know what I mean, in this county jail like that, you know that's 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 a new precedent. Yeah, definitely. And I can just imagine how it feels to get that call from your lawyer. Yeah, and some of these people didn't even have lawyers, you know, just to get you know word that you're gonna be released. That's a blessing, man. That's a blessing, man. Shout out to to Thug and Gunner. But that ski challenge is going crazy right now. That's my shit. Um, Yo, I didn't even see what the challenge is yet. I, got, I didn't even see it yet. It's like a dance yeah, challenge. You got to see it. I tagged you. And you got, you I, I saw it. that. But I, I'm like, wait, what is it? I still haven't seen what it was yet. I got to look. Because it hasn't. Like, I haven't seen it by accident yet. Yeah, you got you to gotta look it up, man. Everybody's doing it. Everybody. Shout out to Thug and Gunner, man. Um, yo, what is going on with your boy Tyrese, man? Everything and nothing. Yo, one, are you gonna go see Fast Nine? Shut up. I'm gonna pull, pull that up on the fire stick or something. These things look like they're going into space. They going? How many more is it going to be? Like it. Yo, I knew it was going to happen. So, listen. They're splitting up 10. they splitting it up. Like, <laughs> you are done, my nigga. <laughs> the, the part one, part two. I want some, some, uh, some Harry Potter shit. I could do it. Got to keep this money rolling, baby. We got to keep yeah, it going. Hey, but so, yeah, so 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 his latest antic was posting a picture of him. He's it's not a picture. It's him. Is he's being recorded by his oh, girlfriend in her vagina? Why is is Tyrese cool? No, Tyrese is shaving his shaving his girlfriend's vagina on Instagram. Marzo, I don't know why. He just it's just always something with this guy. Like it's it's, it's... I, just last week I saw him with a 
a huge ass transformer in his backyard. <laughs> this nigga fucking transformer. Well, he got he had a transformer. I heard about that shit. <laughs> Who the fuck has a transformer in their backyard? Oh, he's some shit like Michael Jackson with fucking zebras and fucking giraffes walking around, my nigga. This nigga got a transformer. It's like what what uh what did uh Esquire say say to the Nunu? You got Picasso in your house. <laughs> you got a transformer in your yard. Got a Picasso in your house. <laughs> hey man. I could transform yo, what was the joint with Chris Brown and Wayne? They had a song called I Could Transform You. Let me yeah. maybe anyway. Oh man. Tyrese, man, I don't, yeah, I don't know why Tyrese is is uh, shaving his girlfriend's vagina on Instagram. I mean, do that, but it ain't got to be everybody's business. Yo, my man was just six months ago was on Instagram or on the shade room vowing to win his ex wife back. Tyrese, man, that boy needs assistance. <laughs> he ain't been right since Paul died. <laughs> Bro, he ain't, bro, that ain't been raising his baby boy. No. I think that really took a toll on my man. I don't know. Listen, when Paul died, listen, something happened to Tyrese when Paul died, bro. When Paul Walker died, man, something happened to Tyrese, man. I'll say this. Why he posted that picture with that homeless lady that time? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> with that, I think it was on, like, these is a Meryl. Talking about some, she was sleeping. He's saying like, "Why are people sleeping on R and B?" He's the, he's he's the, he's he's crazy. Man. Um, like when Twitter first started, he had edit Pandora. He didn't know what Pandora was. He was like, "Yo, this, they say this lady keeps playing my music. I don't know if you want what they It's like you got. It's like you joking, right? <laughs> like, like <laughs> yo, that's what he. He's a joke. That's what he. That's what Tyrese is, man. He he's the joke of it all. Like he is the joke. Yo, this man wanted to fight the Rock, man. How can I take Tyree seriously when you tried to go at the Rock? <laughs> First of all, get mad because this man got a fucking spinoff movie. Come like, on, he holding. <laughs> hey, but I I I feel you though. He holding up your check, huh? He holding up your. <laughs> I'm trying to get paid from this movie, bro. And he hold up my paycheck. <laughs> trying to do Hobbs and Shaw, nigga. I'm trying to get started on F9, nigga. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, he 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 definitely tight about that. He's definitely tight. Like I just I just I would just be speechless when it comes to this guy sometimes, man. Like Yeah. This it's like, where do I where, where do I begin with this black man? He's holding up the the razor just I was up with this guy listen cause, cause we all men and we all done been in women in women's bathroom you know he holding up the pink Venus you know <laughs> he holding up it's the like, pink what you Venus trying to tell us? Like, we know what that is we know that's the shit Venus <laughs> ultra razor <laughs> we know what that is it's like, why are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I say, I'm I be speechless when it comes to that. Guy. Like, you oh, could dude, do. Y'all, that's y'all what... Know what that was. You, you was probably like, yo, my girl got that on the fucking 
right right next to the soap. She got it right like, next to the soap. Mad about it? Like, are you <laughs> upset? I mean, no, he no, he was proud to shave it. I just saw a screenshot. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't see a video. See, cause you know I be, I be, I be, I be, you know I be missing a lot of stuff. I'm gonna have to. Oh my god! So that means you just saw him holding up the razor and you just no contacts. <laughs> and got sent to a group chat. I think it was actually the link to it. I just ain't, I just ain't hit it yet. You know what I mean? Busy duck. But like, cause that could be a helpful thing. So you said, so so you said it seemed like he was enjoying it. He was, he was cool. Yeah. He was talking about what he was like. He was like, yeah, I'm adding oil to to whatever it was, the mixture, whatever he was like. Yeah, he was like doing a play-by-play. Like, this nigga was Bill Walton. Bro, I'm actually glad I be having, like, reactions to this stuff. And I don't be, because, like, you know what I mean? And I be get you know, you, you, you reported to me. Because it's like, he can't be, he can't be lying about this. Because I obviously saw the picture. But it's like, with just some of this shit, bro, it's like, bro, this bitch really be my reaction. I'm like, and the girl, said I got oil? Yeah, she, she just laid up, like, feet up in the air, just toes dangling, just <laughs> toes just wiggling. <laughs> That's our cover. <laughs> like, all right, this, this week in Avengers of Tyrese, I guess. That's our cover. We used it as the cover. <laughs> This week in the Avengers of Tyrese, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's talk about something good, though, man. How about those Knicks? How about those Knicks, baby? What's, Let's what time, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What time y'all, what time, are y'all on now? What time y'all play Phoenix? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if we on right now. I got yeah we, yeah, we I, I might have to pull up to that because they I'm gave doing, it up. I'm doing a uh oh we up eighty seventy nine four minutes in the third. I you know yeah. I do a um I didn't know who was home or who was away. Yeah. We 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 have Phoenix. We have Phoenix. But uh yeah man um I do the uh what Brad Pitt did at Moneyball when he don't watch the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. You got, you got to do it sometimes. You got to, you know. Okay, I ain't, watch, I ain't watching games. I'm just cold. Y'all let me know when the final comes through. Cause I, cause, so, so, yeah, y'all must have been home then. Who saw the oh. Knicks in fourth place, man? Who saw that happen this year? Not I. I thought y'all going to do a little something. I thought we was going to the playing tournament. I, saw- I thought we was going to be at least seventh. Maybe we sixth. I- it's six, yeah. That you know, that's the range. That you know, that you know. I saw, I saw like seven, that six, seven, eight spot right there. We was right there. Worst case scenario, ten. <laughs> like we don't even make it. But like, nah, man. These dudes are bought in. Tibbs is doing his thing. Yeah. Like, Randall. Low key could be an MVP contender, but he's probably gonna win Most Improved Player. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, we've seen the second coming of Derrick Rose, like closing out games for us. Emmanuel quickly 
Everybody said we was crazy. Why didn't we get Halliburton? We got Obi Toppin. What the fuck? <laughs> we got Obi Toppin instead of Jared Halliburton. Y'all I heard recording. it on the show. I, We were recording when y'all drafted him. I remember that episode. <laughs> I was bad about that. Obi Toppin. <laughs> but then the you know the Lord gave me what I prayed for when I said you know draft Miles Powell. We signed them, but yo, we didn't like just like a couple days ago. We re-signed Miles Powell to our G League team, and then we cut him. But yo, this is what uh Leon Rose be doing, right? He be signing instead of like he be doing like two way contracts and shit. So mm. because rather than being like signed to the G League, you be signed to a two way contract. You get like three forty five thousand on a two way contract. They pulls like fifty thousand on a regular G League contract. So like when they sign to the two way contract and cut you, like you still get that. Right. So this is like, oh, there you go. We fuck with you. Stay ready. Stay loose. Stay ready. <laughs> Type shit. And then they shopping. Yeah. Yeah, man. The Knicks. We up. You know, we doing our Knicks. thing, man. Eighty three seventy nine two fifty one in the third. Jew going off. Hey man, it might be it might be something in the water. It might be not not it's not nothing in the water. It's just good ball being played. I feel like players are gonna want to come this like next year. I think I feel like we might get. I don't think we're gonna get like a splash like free agent something, but I think people are gonna like gonna want to come. Yeah, niggas laughing. Like I really think we're gonna get Lonzo Ball next year. But I I hope we get Lonzo Ball rather than overspending for Dennis Schroeder. Mm. Like I don't want them to do like what they were thinking about doing with getting Fred Van Vliet. Like they was gonna overspend for Van Vliet. Yeah. But yeah, the only thing we gotta do is get rid of Peyton, man. That's the name of the game, bro. Everybody, every, man, cats, cats get overpaid to get that deal done. But yo, man, New York basketball is back. It's a great, it's a great thing, man. The Knicks yeah. are doing great, doing great. It's a great, it's a great thing for New York basketball right now, man. You're not gonna get this with the Jets and the Giants. <laughs> Sorry to let y'all know that. So y'all might as well enjoy it with the Knicks and the Nets. Two and four in the East. Hey man, baseball season oh, started. Can you imagine if that happens? Wait a minute. Uh, Brooklyn's number one, right? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. No. I'm trying to imagine the the bracket. How how do you break them up? But like, yo, if it was like a Brooklyn New York fucking conference final or like a semifinal, come on, oh, man. A subway. <laughs> That would be, yeah, that would be crazy. That'd be, be crazy. Yeah. We that'd be, lose. Yeah. I, I would say the Knicks lose in seven. That would that, be a crazy ass series if they stretch that shit to seven. Dang. With our defense, with the way we grind on defense, we kind of like have like a, a Memphis kind of approach. We look like a, like a East Coast Memphis in a way. Like we just mm-hmm. took the Juicy J and them sound and just <laughs> right <laughs> like we're ASAP Rocky <laughs> right. 
this is a this is a this is a, a, a what you call a what's the fuck it was called? Everything's purple. Mm-hmm. What was, what was that song? Uh, every, what is that song? Purple. That was the name of it, right? Well, there was some shit in parentheses. I don't I'm know what it is called. Fuck. But, yeah, man. That was supposed to be, yeah. That dude, we're ASAP Rocky right now. We just Houston out and fucking, you know, Houston and fucking <laughs> influence, fucking Juicy J influence type shit. Yeah, that's what we're on <laughs> right now. Taking Ooh, all that swat. Terrible. We stink, bro. <laughs> we, we, I mean, we... it's either one or the two, man. Y'all, y'all been Be- fighting. Y'all been fighting since y'all drafted these niggas. Y'all been fighting it since then. It's either them, it's who? Who? Bro, and B is a dog. This nigga shooting like, bro, this nigga shooting like 60%, 70%. And his size. It's still, still playing defense. Ben played defense too. But Ben... Bro, it's niggas that's younger than Ben that got something that he ain't got right now. I'm telling you, they're not better than him. And it's niggas that can't shoot like that, like John Morant. John Morant, my man, he ain't right. got the gym like that right now. He going to get it. He going to get that job, but John Morant got that spark. Ben showed it. He flashed it sometimes like a like a card trick or some shit. But I don't know, man. It's It's... It's just it's just something that ain't it ain't it ain't it should have something should have been clicking more by now, and it and it ain't it's it's it's, it's if if it clicks it's, it's slow, it's not it's not consistent, and you know it ain't over things ain't really over yet but just you know crash judging him on the season crash critiquing him, it's like man it's I don't know, but and B he playing his ass off, he definitely is. So yo man, hey, did you watch Mortal Kombat? I didn't get a chance to watch Mortal Kombat yet, but it's on the list. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been trying to close out on some other stuff. I was gonna give Raw a little spin later, but I'm gonna definitely catch it by the end of the week. Okay, um, hey, it is a pretty good movie, man. It's a pretty good movie. I liked it. Everybody in the house liked it. We all liked it. We all cheered. Yeah. We all... And I'm saying I want Miz to play fucking Johnny Cage in the second one. <laughs> That'd be Spoiler. a great character. Yeah. Spoiler. Embargo's over. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want I want the Miz, man. I also got to watch that 24 on the Miz. I heard that's pretty good, too. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it, but I heard it was good as well. I'm gonna have to get out of Don, yo, John Cena said like he he finally got he, Miz finally got that cosign, man. Cena gave him the cosign, yo. Well deserved, man. I I mean like at some point, you know, fuck yeah, I I think he he always he, he fucked with him, he always did. But to get it publicly, but, that's that's you know. That cosign, man. He needed that cosign because nigga, yeah. come on, 
Niggas be out there playing the Miz now. Niggas be out there playing him like, you know, he wasn't like Miz was bull. He was that bull. He's a two time champ. (laughs) You know, he did the job for he he did the job for Bobby. He did he did the digital dash, bro. Miz did the digital dash. Can't say that Mike ain't live a hell of a life. Right. <laughs> shout out, shout out, you know, shout out to Miz, man. Shout out to him, yo. Nobody's really doing it, yo. Miz did it the right way, man. All in all, Miz did it the right way. Yeah. Like, it's cool that like nobody has nothing bad to say about that man. Like you don't really have nothing genuinely bad to say about the Miz other than y'all, y'all might think that he sucked and or his moveset is whack or whatever or he he's corny or whatever. Something that really don't really matter. Yeah. But it all comes to the point like when they needed that man he was dead. When they needed a nigga to do the Marines. Yeah. Miz was dead. I got you. Pull right up. My nigga did like five Marines. Yeah. My nigga got, yo, my nigga got, yo, he weighed, he got done up by Becky. Yeah. Becky was <laughs> done up by Marine. Yeah. <laughs> Straight done by nigga up, like. That was actually major. That was a big deal. Yeah. How did Shawn Michaels become the last one left? Like. Talk about it. <laughs> Talk about it, man. Like Higginbottom. Damn. Yo, man. Soldier went number one. Mm-hmm. She made man. clap, clap, clap. Another one. Another one for Soldier, man. Another one. Another one. You know. Undeniable, man. You can't you can't deny Soldier, man. That you that's just that was like you gotta put respect on his name. I mean, if you don't, the game changed because of Soldier. Yeah. From YouTube to ringtones, him and T Pain killed it. Them goddamn and Akon killed it with them goddamn ringtones. Hmm. And somebody even say, you know, when it comes to mixtapes, like, you know, he's in that mixtape conversation about, you know. There is one, oh, when he, <clears throat> when he thought he was Tupac, the juice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Tape. Yeah. I just, man, you know, you, these are... He was a kid, you know what I mean? Like we, you know, a lot of times people say like, you know, certain words get thrown around, genius, this and that to the third. Like Soldier Boy was like a wonderkind of the industry, you know what I mean? Like he, you know, how old was he? Like nineteen? Oh no, younger. He was way younger, way younger than that. See, I'm, I'm. I gotta look this shit up now. He had to be like, so he was, he was 17, 16. 
Yeah, at least 16, 17. Like 16, like a sophomore? Yeah, man. It just blew the fuck up. The nigga bought himself his own house. Like, he stopped living with his mom at like sixth grade. Like, he had his own house. Like, right. Chilling with A Rab and them. Right. Shout out to A Rab, man. A Rab music. Yo, did you watch the What? I said, this nigga is definitely in the hip-hop Bible. Definitely. Did you watch the Dr. Umar interview on uh, The Breakfast Club? I did. Did you think that you'd ever, there would ever be a day where you would kind of agree with Jake Paul and Dr. Umar in the same day? No, I didn't. I didn't think that would happen. The thing is this. Over time, I've always agreed with, with with several things that Umar said, particularly because they come from a certain framework uh, called Pan-Africanism, you know. Um, and yeah, you know what I mean? But uh, uh, other times, sometimes not so much um, when he's coming from his own personal framework, if that makes sense. Uh so yeah, I, th- I hey man, I thought he was definitely due for another interview. I think that another interview people might want to go watch is the one with Lord Jamar on the Yada Mean Godcast. I thought that was a you know pretty good one. You know, it's not non corporate, so you know it wasn't really too much spin. Um, but yeah, I th- I th- I thought it was an interesting interview. I thought the part with him and Envy talking about uh the situation in Ohio was definitely a uh, a, a highlight of the interview. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, just, just, you know, just talking the contradictions out, man. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just, that's just what, that's just what we doing. That's what he doing. You know what I mean? And the way he doing it, he trying to figure out, you know, the contradictions in his way. So yeah, but the interview was definitely entertaining, man. Do you think, um, oh, do you think he was right about his comments with, uh, about Uncle Joe? Money bag Joe. Yeah, he he brings up a strong point. Brings up a very strong point. I think that it's it, he's flawed because we could we could critique Joe Biden for a lot of things, and I think when we think about something like Pan Africanism, it's it's more it's 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 how can I say this? It's 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 definitely concerned for one's community within these walls of the United States, but Pan Africanism is also internationalism. So we could critique Joe Biden for a lot of things like, you know, his participation in backing the current uh, president of Haiti, uh, President Moise, who's not the he, he doesn't have the best interests of the Haitian people. Um, right. We could talk about that. We could also talk about he don't have the best interests of black Americans and other instances. But I think where Umar kind of loses me is when we compare. Right. We compare that things are being done for other communities and not us. Um, and I and I think to a degree that nothing is really being done for anyone. When we think about something like the anti-Asian bill that he brought up, it was a symbolic bill. It passed at a majority because the way that non-committee symbolic bills work is they, they do it as an act of symbolism, sort of like when they took that knee that day. Right. But they just did it in a, a, a chamber form within, you know, the, the realms of, you know, voting for this bill and blah, blah, blah. 
Same thing with the trans rights bill, right? It's it's and, and, and it's more bills. It's not just one bill that's going to answer everything for everybody. So that's where the divisiveness gets interesting with Umar. It's like it's, it's, it's no sense of being divisive with other communities when other bills that have been signed for black people have been symbolic as well. And it's interesting that he brought up the point of when white men are arrested for mass shootings, right? But, you know, they pull up to the scene and there's somebody with a knife and they get shot. I thought it was a very interesting point that he brought that up to talk about us, right, to 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 to, to shape that narrative. But he didn't bring up mass shooters in relation to the anti-Asian the anti hate bill, the anti-hate uh, Asian bills that bill that was, you know, so significant and was and got signed. Right. Um, so when we just think about those, that, that's that's where he loses a person like me. We don't necessarily need to, you know, do this thing in which, like, we're exposing the contradiction in which, you know, this is the, the government does things for this community and not us. It's a government that largely plays um, communities against each other and for each other in some ways. Um, but when we think about Pan-Africa, I, th- I think when we think about a lot of Umar's Pan-Africanist views, I think that they're flawed because, you know, like I said, you could talk about Joe Joe Biden and whatever he said on The Breakfast Club. But, you know, it, it's 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 harsher things that's taking place in the world than him just saying some bullshit about if you if you don't vote for me, I'm black. You know what I mean? Like we actually have to pay attention to geopolitics. We actually have to have an international uh, internationalist framework, an civilizational framework uh, when we think about these things. And when we talk about ourselves being, you know, royalty of pan-Africanism, we got to consider it Africans everywhere um, because, you know, we traveled to get here. And, you know, the Africans that's on that island, you know, they, they traveled to get there, too. Um, so, yeah, but I think as long as like, you know, it's certain shows that's only go- that's going to answer certain that's going to ask certain questions and ask them in a certain way. Um, to where, you know, the Breakfast Club is a, is a forum where I think like a lot of Umar's audience, they're going to show up for that. They're going to show up for that interview. Um, and, and, it lar- and, and if you go back and watch like the Lord Jamar interview, like the, the interviews are different. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, he's kind of like friends with Charlemagne and them. And, you know, but it's, it's you know, again, the contradictions um, and how we're having these conversations is, you know, just, yeah, how, yeah. just how they try to address these things. But, you know, I think the school thing. You know, good luck. I, I, you know, he wants people to give their time, but he might have to pay some people. Like David. You know, he doesn't like socialism, right? He said that before on the Breakfast Club, you know, to be a Pan-Africanist. And this is Breakfast Club episodes ago. You know, I keep up with him. And he said, you don't have to be socialist to be Pan-Africanist. Well, you know, you might you might want to pay if you're not socialist, pay somebody. Because he also in an interview talked about also in an interview he talked about people with trades using their hands, right? If you're a plumber, if you're this, you're that, and getting a job. Well, you seem like you have some work. You seem you seem like you need some guys for hire, uh, Doctor Umar. Why don't you hire some? But he's talking about if he was Mexican, his school would be done, right? Because so it's like he he he's 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 a walking contradiction. Yeah, you know I mean, but. Like I said, man, very entertaining interview. And um, as long as we have people like him saying like Obama didn't do the best job and things like that, as long as he's holding those points, he's going to string some black people along, you know, and I think that people are going to agree with him on those points. And if that's where some black because a lot of black people still fuck with Obama. Right. But a lot of black and black people fuck with Umar. But if, you know, everybody boxing in their ring, man.
And, you know, but when some cats get on that microphone, especially that corporate one, is you know, it's kind of easy to point out the personal contradictions in their rhetoric. Will, um, will the school be built? Will the school ever be built? If he, if he like, he, like he said, he conducting donations and he got gold tears and diamond tears and all of this. If people are donating to these tears, then I think it's some black HVAC guys you can hire. It's some black electricians. It's some black plumbers. He said that's what he need, right? HVAC plumbing for both of the buildings, the Garvey campus and the Douglas campus. Pay some guys, capitalists. If you don't bang with, if 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 you think socialism is 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 bums living off of each other or whatever the fuck you think that is, right? The way the American educate, because that's the thing. He liked to talk about the education system not telling us certain things, but like. Dr. Umar, tell us what they like. Like, tell us what they really didn't tell us. You know what I mean? Like, because he act like in, his, in some of his rhetoric, he agrees with some of the education that socialism is nutty. You agree? He agree with some of that American education shit. So he got to tell us what the fuck going on. Because I just see, you know, a, just a lot of contra. But but a, but a star nonetheless, a memeable person who has the attention of the black community. That's more than likely making a living, no matter how great his intentions are toward building a school for black boys and it's something that needs to be addressed and i think that the way that he he's not the first one to do this you know what i mean jalen rose got schools that nigga was in the nba but he said he got six degrees right it's cats with two that got schools right lord jamar brought up a cat that he knew in new york so like i said niggas gotta watch that Godcast interview because i know a lot of times we look at the breakfast club and it's like oh like this the this the main john to watch but this niggas these niggas is always out here giving interviews man you know what i mean but like, it was very entertaining all right, let's get into our need to know. You talked about this earlier. Uh, so, Lorenzo, what is your need to know for this week? My need to know for this week, I know I give people a lot of brainy stuff, a lot of stuff to think about, but we're going to have some fun this week. My need to know is YSL Records, Slime Language 2, I thought it was a very enjoyable sequel to the first one. Um I think that the way that this record label presents itself each time it comes out together, it looks really good. We have different neighborhoods uniting on the same record label. We have guys bailing mothers and fathers out of jail this week. Uh, thanks to Young Thug and Gunna, we have uh, family members just becoming musicians like Dora, right? The, the uh, younger sister or cousin of Young Thug, I believe, has her own track on the album. Definitely. Oh, my God. Illustrious guest. I mean, shit, the last John basically it had a couple good features, but yeah, I think it was a future feature. You get a Drake feature this time. You also get a uh, feature from Rowdy. You know what I mean? Rowdy Rebel on here. And um, yeah, I think it's like a good 22, 23 songs. And um, yeah, man, the new Motown, man. YSL, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's happening. But I think that it's a lot more other stuff coming out from these people. I think Duke might be putting something out next. I'm definitely ready for the next Thug. Gunna album, Thug and Gunna album, whatever's happening with that. All of the little baby features, as always, A Chef's Kiss. Shout out to 4PF as well. Slime Language 2, people. It's the jam for this week. My need to know. I feel you. I feel you. My need to know this week. Uh, was, I know mine was like a song. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I really didn't, something that was really, really need to know, but, uh, if, that, if I could say anything is need to know, I would say that, uh, I have a new track out right now, it's called Moonwalking, 
Absolutely. My boy, my boy uh, Ali Bands, and uh, it's out on Apple Music. It's out on Spotify. You can buy it for 99 cents, or you, if you have Apple Music, you can just stream the fuck out of it. Either way, I don't care. I love it any other. Just do it. Listen to it. Play it. And play it again and send it to your friends and have them play it. When somebody asks you what I'm, what you listening to, you put it in their phone and you press play on their phone and do it. So, yeah. Nodge, Moonwalking, Ali Bang. You know, um, yeah, man. And mixtape uh, coming soon. Mixtape coming soon, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Lorenzo, you know, talk some shit on it. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have him do my intro. No, no, no. We trying to get we trying to get Kaiju on the intro, but I'm definitely gonna have a a, a slat interlude with a uh, with Lorenzo on there. Yeah, you know, I just need my little lude. Yeah, we I definitely. Mean, I, I, listen, we just we do it for the love. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's you know, figure that out. I'm just gonna tell them to you know just go on voice recorder and just you know send it. And we'll just doctor it from there. That's how we're gonna you do it. You know who I'm gonna be? You know who I'm gonna be? You ready? Ready. You know the boy A A Rashid that be on some <laughs> gun shit? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he said, you know what? I don't listen to no trash music. I listen to the music that you're hearing right here. He said, see, what's wrong with y'all niggas, man? Y'all niggas don't read. Y'all missed the first three classes. Art, theater, fashion, nigga. Y'all don't got no sense of fashion. Yo, this, yo, I, his Instagram, he's a wild boy, but I love it. I, I, I love that shit. I love that New York shit, man. Like, that kind of sore rap, like I said. But that's, that, I'm going I'm to I'm be that guy on your shit. I got you. I got you. But yeah, moonwalking. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Please. Please check that out. Moonwalking, man. Moonwalking. Can't say it again. Can't say it enough. Uh, shout out to the to the Umbrella, man. You know the fam. You know those fellas over there at BGW. You know our family over there at uh, Keep That Same Energy Ave. You know uh, so many other people. Um, Jarvis Tears, Sir Wilkins, lovely. Um, Erica, uh, who else? Uh, Noah, uh, Prosecco Poppy. I'm about to say Noah again because I'm trying to figure out somebody else <laughs> that we, uh, oh, the homie DeAndre, man, the big hurt, you know, my homie, Shandre. Um, yeah. Uh, Tiana, you know, you know, y'all know the family, y'all know the umbrella, you know, the, the, the native tongues of this, you know, this Twitter thing, you know. So yeah, gracious, thank y'all for with us, man. This is what Patrol Twenty Nine, right? Yes, sir. Patrol Twenty Nine, man. This and we did it. Like, yo, I, I don't. We we. I think we're creeping up on on a year, man. Just about, yeah. Just about. We're just about about a year for self-control. You know, uh, 30 episodes, the hard way. You know? We're up there. You know? We're going to get up. Appreciate y'all rocking with us this long. You know, 29 episodes. We appreciate y'all, man. We appreciate y'all a lot. Um... Yeah, 
you know, I'm just I'm just happy we're here, man. We still we still having fun with this. We still recording. We still doing our thing, man. And uh, it, it's a pleasure. Pleasure as well for me, brother. Yeah, man. Let's let's, let's to the next to the next twenty nine. <laughs> to the next twenty-nine. Yeah, twenty-nine uh, after that. Yeah, the next twenty-nine after that, man. So, uh, like we always say, man, God doesn't call. God doesn't call to qualify. He qualifies to call. That is Christine Kane. You know what, man? Hey, we appreciate y'all so much for listening to us. I'm Naj, the boy Dread Hampton that I call Lorenzo. Uh. Yeah, so we end it like this. Good night, good luck, farewell, inshallah, one yourself, peace and love. That's how we're doing it. And uh, just chill to the next episode, which was going on. Signing it out.